to We Bleather About, a podcast from the academic skills team at UWS. My name's Linda Riches and I'm one of the academic skills advisors at the university. And we're delighted to say we've got a special guest today. So we've got someone on the podcast who might be familiar to some of you, um, Robbie Lumsden, who is one of our talented academic librarians at UWS. Hi, Robbie. Hi, Linda. And we've also got my fellow academic skills advisor, Carly. Hi, Carly. Hi, Linda. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, good. So what we're going to do today is have a little look at um, EndNote, which is a, a reference management system that UWS recommends to students and the library and in particular know quite a lot about it. Probably far more than we do in academic skills, wouldn't you say, Carly? Yeah, absolutely so. <laughs> yeah, I think we've got a sort of idea of what it is, but I'm not sure that I feel confident enough to talk about it. So we thought um, Robbie could maybe shed a little bit of light um, on it for us. Um, and we'll probably learn as much as you will in this podcast. So we'll start off by just thinking a little bit about what EndNote and other reference management tools actually are. So maybe, Robbie, could you just give us a little introduction as to what we mean by a referencing management tool for anyone that doesn't know? Sure. So it's a, a reference management tool is a thing that can be useful for different things at different points in your academic career. And I think one of the main draws for, for students uh, uh, at the start of their academic career, in their first few years of university, is that it does essentially does your referencing for you. It allows you to take the references straight from a database, uh, put that put that information into the reference management software, and then you can use a thing called cite while you write, which means that you can insert the citations as you go along as you're writing it, and it will link with the data with uh, the reference management software and add and build the bibliography as you go along. So, I mean, I know a lot of people don't come to university wanting to do referencing. That's not necessarily the big draw of coming to university. Mm -hmm. But um, uh, so this can be a thing that can be very appealing because, uh, as I can say from some personal experience, uh, that kind of feeling of doing a, an essay and having a tight deadline and also then having to focus on the really fiddly parts of referencing isn't really necessarily a great mix for for your own sort of like uh, um, sense of uh, sense of well being. So having a, a software that can do a lot of that for you and take a lot of the stress out of that and make it part of your process is a very useful thing. Um, going beyond that, I think there's other features that um, EndNote and other reference management software can be useful for as you go further into your university career. One of it is that you can, it's a place to store and to manage the references that you find. So that's maybe not that big a deal when you're only dealing with a few references in your first and your second year. But when you get to a dissertation, when you might be working with, you know, 40 or 50 journal articles, keeping track of them, making sure you've got uh, got them all and, you, and categorizing them into different uh, groups so that you can, uh, you know where to find them can make a big difference and just uh, can be a really useful um, thing. Beyond that, there's loads of other features that researchers can use. And um, if you do need to help with that, again, there's uh, the library can uh, assist you with that. Mm. So I'm right in thinking EndNote is the, the one that UWS knows about and recommends. And I know that there's some guidance from the library on that, which we'll come to in a minute. Um, but am I right in thinking there are other management tools. I think, Carly, you mentioned 
to me before that you've used one, was it RefWorks that you've used in the past? Yeah, I've used RefWorks uh, before in the past, just um, during my my master's degree, just towards the end. I really only used it um, for my dissertation, so a big piece of work. And I could see how using that tool more consistently throughout your studies and building, as Robbie, as Robbie said, building perhaps almost a library of your own resources uh, because it does keep track of those for you can be really useful when formulating assignments and make that reference process a bit easier. So I'm more familiar with RefWorks, I would say, um, but I didn't really have the opportunity to learn it as much as maybe WS students have the opportunity to learn more about um, EndNote. Yeah. And did you say, would you say, Carly, that that saved you time? I know that you said you used it towards the end, but did you feel that it saved you time? Did it take a bit of setting up? I think that it did it did save a fair bit of time because referencing, as Robbie had said, can can be almost a daunting task. And I always say that to students that you don't I know you don't come to university because you want to reference. You're there because yeah. you want to learn the, the subject and the course that you're studying. So it does save a bit of time and I found it really useful. So I can focus on content and making sure my content was perfect and how I wanted it to be, um, or as good as it could be, and then use the this um reference management tool to make referencing just a bit easier and less time consuming. And is that something you would say, Robbie, that it allows you to focus a bit more on, you know, the quality of your work rather than getting stressed about the referencing and and finding your sources and managing those sources? Is that the idea of um, a tool like EndNote? Yeah, absolutely. I, like, I think um, taking that stressful part of the referencing away, that very kind of like detail focused um i mean it's even if you're really good at referencing even if you're really familiar with it the actual handwrite you know writing out by hand uh 20 or 30 references is a really big piece of work mm -hmm. taking a lot of the stress out of that by using um a software like endnote um is i think for most people going to be uh, a big um a big time saver um i would say as well like i mean so i've taught in different universities, RefWorks and uh, other reference management softwares. There's loads of, I mean, there's loads of good ones. Uh, Zotero is another one you might have heard of, Mendeley. Mm. Yeah. All of these are uh, sort of good in their own way, and they're all conceptually pretty similar. You know, like if you learn one, you can probably use a lot of those skills uh, with the other ones, or it's quite easy to transfer between them. Um, EndNote is one of the leading ones, and one of the things I've noticed in the in my uh, slightly longer than I'd like to admit library career is that it's um, like they have got a lot easier. The way that EndNote Online works now and how well it integrates with a database like Web of Science means that the actual process, showing someone how they can go from a list of references to uh to a full bibliography and endnote in a really quite short amount of time has become a lot a lot better than uh than it uh, than it used to be at least in my experience so if you have used reference management software in the past and found it a bit clunky uh i'm uh hopefully can persuade you that it isn't it's a little less it's a it's a little less clunky it's a lot more straightforward now than it than it used to be and what would be the best way for students to learn how to use it? Presumably coming and speaking to you guys in the library. Um, you have some guidance, do, do you not, on the library pages about how to get started with it? Yeah, so we've got a library guide on uh, 
So here's a bit. Here, this is a bit. I'm gonna have to get might get a little bit confusing here. There's two versions of EndNote that we use. They do interact with each other and uh, have different functions. So I think for a lot of undergraduate students, the one I would recommend using is one called EndNote Online. And you can look up. We've got guidance about how to use EndNote Online, how you can register for it, and use that one. We also have a desktop version that's got a lot more features and a lot of things that could be. Uh, um, useful, but a lot of those features will be aimed at kind of researchers. So there's that's called EndNote 20, that version, then the desktop version. So if I were you, I would Google uh, UWS EndNote Online, and you and you'll find our library guide there, and that's got a lot of information. EndNote produces a lot of videos and self-help guides about how to how to use the software as well. So mm. um, that's a good way of doing it. I should say as well, the library also offer appointments and this this can be a useful uh useful way for people to get get the help. These can be short appointments sort of about uh, up to about forty five minutes either online or on campus, and we'll be able to go through that that process for you for some people that can be easier as well because like I say, I know it has got a lot of features, so finding the features that work for you or the ones that finding a, a process that works for what you wanted to do uh, can can make it sort of more directed uh, to what, what your needs are. Yeah, that brings me to a question I'll bring in Carly here because I think Carly was curious to know about um, one of the things we probably would get asked about EndNote and how that relates to referencing. Carly, do you just want to expand on that a little bit about, you know, maybe what we would need to know um, to help students when they're referencing and using EndNote? I think the first thing we'd want to know is, you know, UWS, most of our programs use Harvard Cite Them Right. So yeah. we'd want to make sure that that is, um, you know, available in this in this software and that it's the up-to-date version so that students can really access it and get the full benefit of, of EndNote. So that'd probably be the first thing that we'd want to make sure. Um, is yeah. The, yeah, I'm delighted to say that it does yeah. have Cite Them Right, uh, Cite Them right at Harvard. So um, that is one of the reference styles. It's a kind of standard one and it, it's uh, pretty good. Uh, so yeah, Cite Them Right Harvard is available on both EndNote Desktop and EndNote Online as uh, one of the referencing styles. Is it the most up-to-date edition? I'm putting you on the spot there, Robbie. You know, so there's there's the rub. <laughs> I, like I'm not, I'm not like I, I haven't done a massive amount of testing. My impression, though, of the latest edition of Cite Them Right uh, is that the differences are more about adding new types of uh, um, references in rather than making um, like material changes to the main okay. styles of referencing. It's more like adding, you know. TikTok dances. Uh, how would you reference that? You oh, know, right. and it's like yeah, okay. things Rather like that that maybe you didn't style. consider yeah. in the in in the distant days of 2018. So yeah, okay. And obviously, we don't maybe want to go into lots of detail on this podcast about exactly the ins and outs of using EndNote because there's you know advice there to to go and and you can go mm. and obviously speak to the librarians. But do you have any kind of if people have explored it or are looking at it, sort of kind of top tips or things to, to be aware of when you're using it, there's things that are particularly helpful. So the top tip I would give is uh, is to basically to work in tandem with a database called Web of Science. So Web of Science is made by a company called Clarivate, who also make EndNote. And so one of the and Web of Science is also a really big database. It's got loads of uh, loads of stuff in it. Um, all databases allow you to, or almost all databases allow you to export the information. So that is, take the 
the information about uh, the source that, you're, uh, that you've found and move it straight into EndNote Online. This is the big time saver is that you see, you see an article in the database and you move it straight over. The thing I would recommend with Web of Science is that it works really neatly with uh, EndNote. So if you familiarise yourself with Web of Science and EndNote, then you can just look up the articles there, move them straight over to EndNote Online, and it's a really, really clean, really straightforward process. So that would be my top tip on how, uh, on how to use it. Would you say that EndNote is a big learning curve for students? What if students are interested in looking at it, but they're thinking, this is just going to take me time to learn, and that puts yeah. them off? Yeah, I know. And, and and that's the thing. I think, Like I say, when I used to teach EndNote, we'd always say, oh, yeah, we need you know, like we need a full hour of like dedicated attention to sort of like even just get the start. So it isn't actually, it isn't as difficult as that now. And if you know what you're going in for, there's, if you just want it to be a way that you can get your journal references and your book references and get them into a bibliography, that's, that's the thing you can pick up in, uh, in 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. All the other features can take a bit longer and, but you don't have to use all the features. That's what I would say. So there is a learning curve and there's a bit of work that you can put in. But the actual, I mean, if you think about the time it would take to write a, a reference list, getting to grips with this early, familiarising yourself, taking, you know, half an hour, an hour of messing around to get yourself familiar with it, it's going to save you huge amounts of time as you as you go along. Um, huge amounts of time and, I don't know, not necessarily pleasant time in my experience writing out references by hand. Um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So yeah, from that sort of almost like investing the time now so that it will save yeah. you time later. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. like I say, there's lots of support from the library. So uh take advantage of us. Uh I'll share I'll share the the link for making an appointment uh that you can do. And if you make an appointment, we can uh we can talk you through it. Um or if you've got a few a few of you want to do it at the same time, then we can do it in small groups as well. So well, that's uh, good. So you speak to small groups as well. Yeah about using it yeah because sometimes it's a confidence thing isn't it of you know maybe yeah. a few of you sort of looking at it together yeah. and yeah, yeah so we're happy to do it happy to work uh work around uh whatever is, suits you most okay um and also i mean although we're talking about endnote today we probably also should stress you don't have to use it. it's not compulsory is it no no so it's not in like uh um I think as you go along in terms of if you're doing research, using some sort of reference management software would be compulsory, would be sort of compulsory at that sort of level. But for undergraduates, you can you can get by without doing without using it. Um and like I say, it's just it's just a question of time and about process. And I think for me, I would I would have been grateful for it if I uh, if it if it had been around when I was at university. I think a lot of students will get get a lot out of it for relatively small investments. However, you might have different needs, different um, information usage. There are other sort of software that's uh, that's available. You might have heard of. Um, I think people use one called Cite This For Me, I think, or Cite It For Me, which is a website. I tend to find that a wee bit um, uh, not not super great for no. uh, for Cite Them Right Harvard. I would say, though, there are a couple that I think are pretty useful. One is called MyBib, um, which uh, I've found to be sort of pretty good as these things go if you just want an article turned into Cite Them Right Harvard style um, thing. Another one, which is another reference management software called Zotero. And they've got like a, 
a reference creator called Zbib or Zotero Bib. And uh, having had a look at that, that that also looks like quite good in that sort of more limited uh, function. So have a look around and find the process that works for you. Yeah. All I would say is that EndNote is the one that's available here. It's a paid for service. It's one that UWS is paying for and you can take advantage of. So and that we support. So if you are interested, if it sounds like something that could uh, you could benefit from, just uh, come and ask and we'll be happy to happy to help. Yeah. What would you say, Carly, in, in your experience of using a sort of management system? I mean, you think you said earlier that it did sort of save time. Was there anything with it that you had to be careful of? Did you have to sort of double check referencing and that kind of thing? Because I always say to students, if you're using any tool, Mm-hmm. you'd still need to double check. You know, I think I did that a bit, but not nearly as much as I would if I had just relied on a website that I had typed into Google, you know, Google yeah. search and that found a website that would create references for you. A software like EndNote is going to be a bit more foolproof. It will probably put it in a in a format that is more accurate than just a website you would, you would find. So I found that it was more accurate than other sources I used previously, at least in, in my experience. So I had a peek over it, but there weren't nearly as many changes as I maybe would have had to do in the past with other resources. Yeah, so managed to take away a little bit of that stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah even more time. Yeah. Yeah, and the one th- one thing I would say though, and this is, I mean, this is just a problem with anything like this, is that uh, the information that comes out is going to be as good as the information that goes in. So if you are, if right. if if defective information is going into the um, into the reference management software, there's not there's not much I can do to make the reference become right at the end of it. So you do have to keep your eye on it. For instance, some sometimes the title will come entirely in full uh, in uh, capitals which is kind of awkward and like because it's not the correct referencing mm. style so you would have to change that one thing you have to do in endnote is you just have to remember to make your changes within endnote itself you can't actually uh, you can't alter it in the in the word processor uh, so um there are really simple ways of doing that and changing it uh, and again that stuff we can cover when we uh if you're doing a, a session, uh, looking at it, but it's just a thing to be aware of that the information going in has to be uh, as good uh, has to be good for the information that comes out to be. To be yeah, good too. you've got to be careful of that user error, haven't you? Yeah, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that sounds well, it sounds really interesting. I think maybe for students who've maybe seen the name EndNote and not been quite sure what it is, that might sort of you know encourage them to come and speak to you. Just a little reminder for listeners of the podcast, Robbie, if they want to make an appointment with a librarian, what's the easiest way to do that? Um, well, so there's a link for uh, librarian appointments. I don't know how, how the best way to get it out to your podcast listeners would be, um, uh, but if, if in doubt, they can email library at uws.ac.uk. And if you just say, I want to make an appointment with a librarian, they will then forward you the link and uh, you'll be able to choose. There's uh, online appointments, which are very readily available, but we also have on-campus appointments uh, as well. So if you've got anything like that, you can can make the appointment as suits you. Great. That's brilliant. Okay. Thanks very much. I think um, Carly and I have both learned a little bit about EndNotes. Yeah. Well, um, I think I'll need to cover on to one of your skills. sessions, yeah, Robbie. Um, but thanks for um, spending the time and just giving us a little bit of insight into it. No um, thanks for having me. Yeah. And, and, and I know I know you guys at the library are always very happy to chat to students. Um, 
and um, you know, hopefully, go, you might see a few of them few students yeah. coming your way now. You Look can blame us. To, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> I'll be glad, <laughs> glad to see them. Good. Okay. That's great. Thanks a lot. Um, Thanks. So I hope that's been helpful for people. Just you know, we didn't really want to get into the ins and outs of all the detail, but just really to give you an idea that that is a tool there that is, you know, free and available for you to use. And there's lots of really good expert advice on how to use it. Um, So if it's something that appeals, by all means, get in touch with um, the library staff about that. As always, if you've got any um, suggestions or comments about the podcast, we'd be delighted to hear from you and delighted to do a podcast on anything that um, you think would be useful to hear about. So thanks for coming along and thanks for listening. Thanks.